You're invited to the first Red Maryland Leadership Conference on Saturday, January 26, 2019 at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. Join conservatives together from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop strong, principled, conservative leaders for the future. This will be an affordable all-day event featuring speakers from across the state and from across the country discussing politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. Sponsorship opportunities are available, and to secure your seat for this conference, please visit redmarylandconference.com. That's redmarylandconference.com and purchase your ticket today. for the Air Raid. Here's your host, Brian Griffiths. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. It is Sunday, November the 11th, 2018. Hope you and yours have had an enjoyable weekend. Before we get too far down the road, I want to give a shout out to all of the veterans who are listening to tonight's show. We salute you and everything that you did as the grandson of an Army veteran and the grandson of an Air Force veteran. I salute you all for your service and thank you for what you have done for our great country. Now, let's talk about the election. You may have heard there was an election earlier this week. You may have heard that Governor Hogan was overwhelmingly reelected by the people of the state. 12% victory uh, over, it was a margin of victory over Ben Jealous. Now, of course, Ben Jealous, as we've mentioned repeatedly over the course of the last several months, is the worst candidate for statewide office we have ever seen. I should, I should clarify, the worst serious candidate for statewide office that we have ever seen. We've clearly seen worse statewide candidates or ones who've had less of a chance to win and less serious candidates before, but... Jealous is the first time we've ever seen a Democratic Party nominee for governor not be a serious candidate, certainly in the modern era. Now, as we discussed on Red Maryland Radio this week, as I wrote about at redmaryland.com, it's a good time to curb your enthusiasm. Don't get me wrong, Governor Hogan's victory is something that, you know, when we started Red Maryland, we never thought we'd see. I never thought I would live long enough to see a Republican nominee for Maryland, for governor of Maryland, win by double digits. But clearly things fell off at the near the bottom of the ballot. In our down-ballot races, Republicans in suburban counties in particular were completely, I shouldn't say completely wiped out, but there were, you know, our, our major candidates lost. Now, let's be real here, okay? Not all of that is terribly surprising. If you look at voter history, and if you look at electoral history in places like Baltimore County, you know, 
you know, they haven't elected a Republican to the county executive's office in over 20 years. Al Redmer and his team ran a hell of a campaign, but it's not a terrible surprise that a Democrat won. Alan Kittleman lost to Calvin Ball in Howard County. But Alan Kittleman was the first Republican county executive since the 90s when he won back in 2014. So it's not a terrible surprise that a Democrat won that election. Out in Frederick County, Jan Gardner was the incumbent county executive. So it's not a real big surprise that Jan Gardner was was re-elected as county executive. The surprise (laughs) comes when you consider what happened in places like here at home in, in Anne Arundel County, okay? Where you had elections up and down the ballot went absolutely haywire, where you lo- where we lost control of the county council, where we lost the county executive's race. You know, back in 2014, Steve Shue was elected with 61% of the vote. 61%. This year he lost. Back in 2014, of course we won four of the, you know, we won four of the three, uh, four of the seven county council seats, of course. But Wes Adams was elected with 57% of the votes over Ann Colt Lightus, who of course beat him in the rematch. Clerk of the court Bob Duckworth got 99.1% of the vote because he didn't even have an opponent on the ballot. He only 0.9% of the voters wrote somebody else in, but he got 99.1% of the vote. Our orphans court judges, there only were three Republicans ran against one Democrat for three seats. So they all won with overwhelming percentages of the vote. Alan Repkowski, who was the last place finisher in that election, finished five percentage points ahead of his one Democratic opponent. The only race in Anne Arundel County in 2018 that a Democrat won countywide was for sheriff, where Ron Bateman got 54% of the vote and then switched parties. Ironically enough, that was the only office that switched from Democrat to Republican in this year's election. So what am I, what the, what's the point that I'm getting to all of this? Well, one, and it's something that I had talked about over at Red Maryland in my article, is that Donald Trump killed us on the down ballot. The number of people who voted for Governor Hogan and then voted straight Democrat down the ticket was pretty high. And a lot of the people who did that did so to, quote, send a message to Republicans in Washington. Now, of course, that message is going to be lost because people in Washington, look, you know, and meet anybody who's worked in Washington. There's a lot of people I know through my circles who have moved to Washington and they are people who are critters of Congress. They don't, they don't know anything exists outside of the presidential race, outside of the U.S. Senate and outside of the U.S. House of Representatives. Not a single soul who works in the White House, not a single soul who works for the Republican National Committee or a congressman is paying any damn lick of attention to what's happening in the counties, particularly here in Anne Arundel County. What happened in Anne Arundel County, though, what happened in our other counties where voters went more overwhelmingly for Democratic candidates as opposed to Republican candidates happened all over the country. Not all of it was attributable to President Trump, though some of it was. If you look at what happened in Texas, 
where Ted Cruz had a tougher re-election than he should have had against Beto O'Rourke, the the media darling that he was. But O'Rourke's campaign and all the money that O'Rourke got, partially because people really don't like Ted Cruz, partially because O'Rourke was a media superstar in the making, and partially because of voter discontent or national discontent with President Trump, led to millions of dollars pouring in to the O'Rourke campaign. That lifted O'Rourke's, the number of votes O'Rourke got, particularly in, in places like Harris County, Texas, which is where Houston is, in Dallas County, Texas, where, um, you know, where, of course, Dallas is, and some of the other suburban counties around those areas. That drove up Democratic turnout, and that drove up the Democratic vote up and down the ticket. So, for example, a Democratic, a 27-year-old Democrat who's never had a real job, who's never run a business, never run an organization, was elected Harris County judge over a respected Republican who a lot of Democrats had already endorsed. Now, in Texas, county judge is similar to our county executive. So, because of all of these confluence of factors and the higher Democratic turnout, you had somebody with zero experience and zero qualifications elected to run Harris County on a $3.8 billion budget and 17,000 employees. Something similar happened, of course, here in Maryland. Now, let's talk about some of the Facebook warriors at this point, because this is something that's really really pissing me off. There are some people who are blaming the down-ballot performance of Republicans in the state of Maryland on Larry Hogan. It's unbelievable, but it's true. People are blaming Governor Hogan for Republican losses on the down ballot. These are people who are saying that Governor Hogan's too much of a liberal. Governor Hogan's not conservative enough. Governor Hogan is didn't do enough to help us down ballot. I saw a Republican candidate for the General Assembly, and I'm not going to name names to protect the stupid, but I saw a Republican candidate for the General Assembly on Facebook saying that Governor Hogan is basically a Democrat and that Governor Hogan hurt his chances to be elected to the General Assembly. And this is a candidate who had Hogan's, Governor Hogan's picture slapped all over his Facebook wall and had Hogan endorsed slapped all over his signs. Now, you may think to yourself, well, that's pretty hypocritical and disgusting and stupid, and you'd be right. The fact that somebody would have the audacity to blame Governor Hogan for their loss when Governor Hogan went out of his way to help them shows that maybe we didn't always nominate people of the greatest moral character for some of these General Assembly seats. The fact remains, though, that you have other people who didn't run for office saying that Republican turnout was depressed because Governor Hogan isn't conservative enough. This in a year where Governor Hogan got more votes for office, for governor of Maryland, than any candidate for governor, Democrat or Republican, in the history of the state. 
I want to bring up something that the executive director of the Maryland Republican Party, Patrick O'Keefe, uh, he posted this on, on Facebook, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. There's a lot of theories and finger-pointing going on. I just figured I'd throw some numbers out there for those who are interested. Maryland turnout percentages. In 2014, 952,000 Democrats, that's 46.8% turnout. 557,000 Republicans, 58.7% turnout. And 238% other, 33.3% turnout. 2018, and this was projected at the time he posted it, 1.26 million Democrats, 58% turnout, 630,000 Republicans, 62% turnout, and 315,000 other, 40% turnout. These turnout percentages match 2006 almost identically. The difference, there are 800,000 more registered voters, meaning our deficit is now 640,000 instead of 450,000. That makes a big difference statewide. In Senate District 3, Craig Giangrande will receive more votes than Ron Young received in 2014 and lose by 15 points. In Senate District 8, Christian Miele will receive more votes than Kathy Klossmeyer did in 2014. Klossmeyer won in 2014 by 23 points. Miele will lose this year by a point. In Senate District 30, Ron George will receive more votes than John Astle did in 2014. Ron George will lose by 8 points. There's a lot of things we need to improve on. There's the, da- there's the data the back that it wasn't a lack of effort or voter mobilization by these candidates. This is very similar to what we saw last year in Virginia, where Republicans met their vote goals and still lost. Whether, hats off to the Democrats, though. Whether it be national dynamics, a good ground game, or a combination, the voters showed up to nearly match our turnout like we saw in 2006. So people, the Facebook warriors, people who aren't involved in politics other than to piss and moan on Facebook really should take those numbers and shove them where the sun don't shine. The fact is, is that Republican turnout was up compared to 2014. Unfortunately, Democratic turnout was also up. Independent turnout or non-affiliated turnout was also up. Republicans voted straight ticket Republican to think that Republicans were going to come out for the to come out to the polls to vote for Governor Hogan and then vote against down ballot Republicans and vote for Democrats to send a message that Governor Hogan wasn't conservative enough you have to do some real mental jujitsu for that to make a lick of sense in your head the fact of the matter is this Republicans turned out to vote more Democrats turned out to vote than Republicans. And a larger there was a larger increase in the percentage of Democrats turning out in 2018 vis-a-vis a percentage of Republicans turning out in 2018. Insofar as the increase from 2014 to 2018. And it's the same thing with independents, too. Now, yeah, independents were motivated to vote for Governor Hogan over Ben Jealous. Because Ben Jealous was such a dumpster fire of a candidate. And most Democrats didn't really want the guy either. But those same people were not motivated to vote for our Republican candidates down ballot. The candidates who lost should at the very least do some soul searching and figure out why that is. In some cases, it was good candidates, good guys, who just got caught up in a bad situation. Like Ron George, for example, in District 30. Ron George is a solid conservative, a stand-up guy. And there was really nothing 
because of the the increase in turnout, many of much much of which by people who were motivated to vote against President Trump and Republicans associated with the Republican brand, he got swamped. The fact is, is that President Trump and his unpopularity with Maryland voters hurt guys like Ron George, hurt our candidates in District 32, hurt Christian Melee, hurt Craig Giangrande. You may not like that fact. You may think that fact is wrong, but the numbers don't lie. People who are blaming Governor Hogan for down-ballot results are just people who are sore, are just people who don't understand politics, people who don't understand the dynamics of our state, and don't understand why what happened on Election Day happened. Now, I'm sympathetic to the fact that some conservatives may not agree with everything that Governor Hogan does. Lord knows I don't agree with every decision that Governor Hogan has made. But the fact is, is that people were motivated to vote for Governor Hogan and they were not motivated to vote for the other Republicans on the ticket. Maybe it's because the candidates acted a little bit too much like Donald Trump. Looking at a guy like John Grasso, a complete dumpster fire of a candidate. Maybe those candidates didn't do enough to separate themselves from President Trump. Something that Governor Hogan was very adept at doing. Making sure that people, he understood, or that the voters understood that he was, he was a conservative Republican, but he was not somebody with the temperament and the baggage that Donald Trump had. There are a lot of reasons why some of these things may have happened. There's a lot of blame to go around. Some of it deserved, some of it not. I know that some people in the state party have acknowledged, hey, you know, we didn't do the best we could do. But the fact is, is that you can't overcome everything. You can't. You just can't. (laughs) You just can't overcome an ugly national tide, especially when the electorate is intent on punishing somebody. And those somebodies included people like Steve Hsu and Alan Kittleman and Al Redmer and Kathy Avzali and Ron George and Craig Giangrande and Christian Mille and Craig Wolf and Tony Campbell. They got swamped by a wave. And that sucks. But the people who are trying to blame Governor Hogan for all of this They're the ones that you know not to take seriously. They're the ones that you know are not people who are involved in the bigger struggle. They have not been down with the struggle here in the state of Maryland of moving conservatism. And they're merely people who enjoy sitting behind a keyboard, posting stuff on Facebook, being Facebook warriors, and don't actually understand the mechanics of what's going on in our state. I'm sorry if that offends you. But that's just the reality. That's just the way it is. And we should be thankful 
that Governor Hogan was reelected to protect us from the nonsense of Ben Jealous, but we all must redouble our efforts to get ready to do better in 2022. I want to thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of The Air Raid. Be sure to check out all of our Red Maryland Network programming. Wednesday, we are back here with Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network, another special Wednesday episode. And we will have Rory McShane of McShane LLC on, political consultant who worked on some races in Maryland. And we'll get his take about what happened on Election Day and his take about what the future holds for Republicans here in Maryland. And, of course, I'll be back next Sunday with a brand new episode of The Air Raid here on the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to check out redmaryland.com, the home base for all things Red Maryland. While you're there, vote in the November Red Maryland poll. A lot of great stuff there that you're going to want to pay attention to. Uh, And, of course, we've opened the nominations for the 2018 Red Maryland Awards. And, of course, the voting for those awards will take place in December. We'll talk more about that as we get closer um, as we get closer to to uh, to that to that time period when we start the voting. Of course, click on the support us link and uh, you can find out all the ways that you can support us here at redmaryland.com. You can see how you can be part of our street team. You can see how you can donate. You can support us financially. First off, you can use that Amazon link and make your purchases through that Amazon link. And at no cost to you, a portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow and enhance the network. Hey, look, Christmas shopping starting soon, man. So you're going to want to get ahead of that. You can help Red Maryland at the same time by going to redmaryland.com and click on the support us link and then click on our Amazon link to make those purchases as normal. You, of course, can also go to our Zazzle store. Uh, click on the link there. Go to zazzle.com slash redmaryland and you can buy your Red Maryland network gear. And, of course, you can also donate to us directly. You can do that at paypal.me slash redmaryland. You can also subscribe to Red Maryland Network Programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, and Google Play. And have shows like this one automatically downloaded to the device of your choice. And of course, you can uh, you can like us on social media. Work Facebook, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Red Maryland. We are on Twitter at Red Maryland. We are on Instagram at Red Maryland. Please invite your friends, neighbors, colleagues, in-laws, outlaws, co-religionists, co-workers, whoever you know, to like us and share Red Maryland content with them and help us continue to grow the conservative movement here in the state of Maryland. You can also do that by attending the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Uh, RedMarylandConference.com is how you can do that. Saturday, January 26, 2019 at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. RedMarylandConference.com. Lots of great speakers. Lots of people going to attend. You get a free lunch out of the deal. Hang out with Red Maryland folks all day long. You can go to RedMarylandConference.com to learn more about that. Of course, you can contact us at any time at redmaryland at gmail.com. That's how you can email us. Or you can call us on the Red Maryland Talkback line at 410-205-4875. That's 410-205-4875. And we will feature your comments on a future Red Maryland Network program. Folks, thank you very much for joining us here on this week's episode of The Air Raid. Be sure to stay tuned to redmaryland.com, your home for all things conservative in the state of Maryland. we got lots of stuff going on the rest of the year. The Red Maryland Leadership Conference coming up, the State Party Convention in December, the 2019 General Assembly session will start before you know it, and redmaryland.com is going to be your home to, for coverage on all of those major events. For everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. You have been listening to The Air Raid. I am Brian Griffiths. Good night, 
and God bless. You're invited to the first Red Maryland Leadership Conference on Saturday, January 26, 2019 at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis. Join conservatives from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop strong, principled conservative leaders for the future. This will be an affordable all-day event featuring speakers from across the country discussing politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. Sponsorship opportunities are available. To secure your seat for this conference, visit redmarylandconference.com and purchase your ticket today.